I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm here with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. And if we can find him, Steve Moore from FreedomWorks Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And his uh, latest book is called Gubzilla. So, Liz, I'll start with you. We'll try to find Steve Moore in the far reaches of the earth, <laughs> uh, as always. Uh, Steve wrote a piece. Uh, I saw it in the New York Sun. Why is the left always so deathly afraid? And it's very interesting. He talks about this fear of apocalypse on the left, and he mentioned um, the population bomb. Years ago, we have Steve. All right, good, Steve. So you can hear this. I'm pitching I'm your here. column to Liz Peak. So we're talking about the cult of apocalypse, the right. population bomb, a Malthusian nightmare of overpopulation, starvation, war. Then, of course, COVID, uh, then uh, climate change. Mm -hmm. And there is something psychotic about all this. Right. They're always so super pessimistic. Now, I want to get to the socialism, central planning, big government angle. You both are going to be in our special right. uh, Fox Nation, uh, the unauthorized history of socialism, which is going to be great fun, by the way. But, you know, what is it about the left that's always afraid about everything. I mean, why is that? Well, you directed the question at me because Steve wasn't yes. on the phone. Yes. He probably would like to answer, but I think it's <laughs> unavoidable that you reach the conclusion that the left wants to have more power and more influence right. over everyday lives of Americans, and not just Americans. Obviously, this is a world trend. Uh, but how do they get that? Well, they get that by creating a scare and then they come in and fix the scare by, in effect, putting in rules and regulations and uh, adopting policies that limit your freedoms. Uh, but you do that only willingly, Larry, when the threat of the alternative, the, the apocalypse, is so much worse. And I think climate change is a great example. We are being told in California in a couple of years we will not be allowed. We will not be allowed. Just think about that. To buy an electric, I mean, a gas-powered automobile. Hmm. Okay, well, you know, Joe Biden likes Corvettes. He won't be able to buy one <laughs> in California yes, right. very soon. <laughs> so that's just a tiny, tiny example of how you create this looming horror show. And then because you're so afraid of that, and they, and they convince Americans to be so afraid of that through their very reliable and helpful media allies, then you're willing to allow those abridgments of your freedoms. I think it's honestly, I think that's kind of how it works. You know, it's just look, I learned my politics from Reagan. I'm a Reagan guy. It was a long time ago. That was my first spot in uh, political position in the federal government. Reagan was a an optimist. Now, conservatives had a history of being very pessimistic, but Reagan was an optimist. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
He believed we could have strong growth. He believed we could overturn the uh, Soviet communism mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, people on the left, though, I mean, it's like I'm sitting up here doing the show, my home office in Connecticut. It's sunny out. It's lovely. I'm looking at trees and other things, flowers. Left people sit in their houses in Martha's Vineyard and have beautiful ocean views and nine bedrooms and 13 bathrooms and 50 Venezuelans show up and they go crazy because something <laughs> is wrong. Something has to be wrong. The fact that they own a $20 million house in Martha's Vineyard is not enough. Something has to always be wrong, Steve Moore. Now, there's, I don't know, the, you, you referred to it as a psychosis, and I think that's right. There's something, there's something psychotic about their worldview. Yeah, so I, I obviously agree with everything that um, Liz just said, but my point was a little bit beyond that, that this is, um, this is psychosis. There's something about the left that they live. It's a kind of climate of fear. And um, so let me just give you one example. So when COVID first happened, you know, when we first got hit with COVID back in early 2020, uh, the polls showed roughly 70 percent of Democrats were very afraid. But only about 30 percent of conservatives were, were very afraid. So, I mean, there's this thing that like and then, you know, climate change. Look, I know none of us know what's happening with the climate of the planet. And it's insane to think that the government's going to change the climate of the planet. But when this got started, it truly was cooling. I mean, it truly was that we were headed to another ice age. And then and then that didn't happen. And then they said global warming. But then there wasn't the warming. Now they have climate change. And that, what's interesting about climate change is it becomes irrefutable. If there's floods, it's climate change. And if yeah. there's a drought, it's climate change. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it becomes uh, something that you can't even combat. Um, but it's also true. I'm going to make one other quick point. We believe, as my mentor, Julian Simon, believes that mm. human beings are the ultimate resource. That we, mm. yes, the, the world from the time man first appeared on this planet has confronted all sorts of threats and so on. And what the whole history of human improvement is that we we find ways of of dealing with these crises through the ingenuity of human beings. And they don't I don't think they have that kind of faith in in uh, in ingenuity. And, uh, you know, what's the old saying that uh, necessity is the mother of invention? And it really is. It really is true. But um, to realize the potential of human beings, you have to have. Wait for it. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom, right? right? right. But yep. if, if you're an, always negative and you see the world darkly, you have to have, wait for it, government. <laughs> government, yeah. right? Yep. Planning. People so with let, yeah. lots of college and university yeah. degrees right. and, and experts and oh, my God. I mean, it really is a different worldview. Yeah, and I'm going to make one other quick one quick point, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys. You know, I, I make this point in my column that let's say there was some kind of decree from God or something, another, you know, an 11th commandment or something, or some huge breakthrough that, that happened that all of a sudden climate change was solved. I think that would make the left depressed. <laughs> I don't think they'd be happy about that. they say, what do we have to worry about now? Liz, if, I, if, if I'm a conservative— and I go to a nice restaurant, and and I have a lot. The plate comes, entree comes, and it really is beautiful, and it tastes good. <laughs> it makes me happy. 
if if I'm a lefty and I go to the same restaurant with the same entree, I'm going to look at it and say, you've given me the wrong knife and fork. I need a different <laughs> thing here. There's something wrong. I mean, it just is, uh, I don't know. It's optimism versus pessimism. It's left versus right. It's government I, versus freedom. I think that's true. And, and I have to say, I think most people would rather live in a world of optimism. Uh, and to Steve's point, a lot of it has to do with confidence in your fellow human beings being able to solve problems. I mean, I think, uh, you know, there are people uh, who talk about climate change in a sort of level-headed way and imagine that we are going to solve these problems. We are going to solve the fact that, that uh, there are emissions perhaps confronting the world and, and changing the climate. All these things can be remedied. It, and, but I think that's why you have to kind of go back to this idea that there is sort of a subversive aspect to this. And I, I use that word guardedly, but the idea that, in fact, uh, they really want to take over more and more aspects of our lives. What is that? I mean, that's really the question. Yeah. I think you know, the idea in a sort of broader sense, the thing that worries me most about the left is that their denial of uh, all the things like self-reliance uh, that mm. we used to rely, that we used right. to think were really embedded in our society, that the individual was really what you could rely on in, ultimately in America. And it was that entrepreneurial spirit and all those things. Because that favored some people more than others, there right. has been a really in tr it really an amazing effort to stamp it out. I mean, meritocracy is now a bad word. Think about that. Mm -hmm. In other words, yeah. if you do well, you are now doing well because of privilege or because of some <laughs> attribute that not everybody yeah. shares. This is a true thing. You guys should read these books about and or read the Princeton Alumni Magazine, Larry, <laughs> about how meritocracy is the embed, you know, is the I approval know. of of uh, basically I slavery. I mean, it's I've pretty incredible. I've disassociated myself with all this stuff. <laughs> well. I mean, look, they wiped out my, I'm not saying I had the greatest graduate career, but I did have some, and they wiped it out because they ended yeah, up right. with Drew Wilson school. It's <laughs> just gone. So, but look, I find this to be very important themes. Uh, I say it to both of you because of this uh, special Fox Nation show we're going to have on socialism, because I think this is a very big part of the story. The pessimism of the left, which grasps for government planning to solve everything, versus the optimism of the right, which looks towards, as you say, Steve, as you both say, uh, human beings, individual initiatives, self-reliance. It's just a totally different worldview. I mean, that is, I mean, you're both going to be very um, key players in this special, and I, I hope you raise this. I'm going to raise it. That's why I found your column so illuminating, Steve. Uh, this is really, in some sense, at the heart of the problem. The left is always something's wrong, and, and I'm going to bring in the government people to solve it. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. So, Larry, you know, uh, this is to, you know, punctuate the point that you and Liz just made. So this, the, the um, term that the left always used to combat all these things, whether it's overpopulation or running out of food or farmland or climate change, is we need, quote, collective action, collective oh. action, which is just a buzzword for government. And by the way, the United States can't just solve this. 
the collective action needs to be global. Mm-hmm. You know, that we need global government to yeah. deal with these crises, which is why you do see on our side of the aisle um, a real um, rebellion against this idea that we're going to have the United Nations or the World Bank or these, you know, multinational organizations invade. It's, it's also it's not just about freedom. It's about American sovereignty, which is really, I think, very much um, at risk here as well. Boy, do I hate world government. <laughs> I just really hate world. Well, it never works. Very, That's very, the thing. I was just reading um, this this in the in the Wall Street Journal that they want to kick Hungary out of the EU now because they won't. Um, you know, they they're, they're the one country that won't go for this global tax. Right? Did you see that? <laughs> oh yes! Right! 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 Yeah, right! Go yeah, Hungary! Yeah. Go Hungary! No, I mean <laughs> world government. Can you imagine world government? I don't even like Reading, Connecticut government. These guys want <laughs> world government. This is well, a town actually, of cities. Larry, you, a- raise a, you raise a good point, which is if you look at surveys of how people feel about government, the closer it is to home, the better they like right. it. As it gets, right. In other words, they like their local town, typically. They don't particularly like their state. They really dislike the federal government. Mm-hmm. And then when you put it globally, I mean, you know, right. that, that is a recipe for disaster. The and we world- see it all all the time the world <laughs> bank the world imf the world court i don't want the world i just want to go to the corner drugstore all right we're going to take a quick break we are here liz peak fox news contributor steve moore freedom works and committee to unleash unleash prosperity in Govzilla. when we come back i want to talk about how big is the threat of socialism right here in the usa i'm Cudlow. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Liz Peek and Steve Moore. Uh, Liz Peek, I begin with you. How big is the threat of socialism in the USA? Well, I think it's a creeping threat, and I, th- I think uh, Republicans have good a- done a good job of calling it out. Uh, but I don't think most Americans are staying up late at night worrying about socialism. I think they're worried about other things, everyday kitchen table things like inflation and the cost of eggs. Uh, I think the job of the Republican Party is to push back very hard <clears throat> on this increasing role that government is playing. And honestly, it comes down to money, Larry. It, I was really pretty stunned to, sh- to look at the uh, analysis from the responsible, the, the federal budget people, mm. at the spending that, that Biden has overseen. <clears throat> Excuse me, because, I, you know, I think unbeknownst to most Americans, the, the spending under Joe Biden just even the last year has gone through the roof. And if you have uh, the government controlling more and more uh, revenues, re- revenues are all-time high, by the way. So this isn't, uh, I mean, the, the whole the whole absorption of power by the federal government comes through money. And I think we have to, Republicans have to really push back on spending. And frankly, they haven't done a very good job of that. Yeah, um, I do follow. um, They do good work on the budget, particularly the spending side. I think the number they had was $5 trillion. Uh, in the last uh, couple of years, that is yeah, a very 4. big number. Yeah, 4.8 trillion dollars of of increased deficits. My only point is, I, I think when Republicans sign on to things like the Chips Act, mm-hmm. you know, I would have really liked 
a little more conversation about was it necessary? Was it necessary to underwrite uh, expansion and relocation by industries that are making unbelievable amounts of money? I just don't think that was a reasonable thing to do. And I think we need to have more people speaking up about that. Yeah, Steve and I joined you in that criticism. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I took to task my friend Bill Haggerty, Senator Haggerty of Tennessee, who's a good guy, but he voted for it. And I mean, I, I agree with you. The Republicans should never have signed on to that. Never, never, never. Steve Moore, how big do you think is the threat of socialism in the USA? Well, you know, it definitely. I mean, when you've seen in what happened in 2020 and 21, where basically the government was almost half of our economy, you know, for mm. the first even during World War II, that never happened. Mm. Uh, so we actually were a socialist country by definition. Our government was larger than our private sector. Um, but I'd say it goes beyond that. And I hope we can get this on, uh, into this on your uh, on your TV special on Fox Nation. Um, I'm also worried about what's happened with civil liberties in this country. And it used to be there was a civil libertarian left. It doesn't exist anymore. They, they, uh, so you look at the raid, just an example, the raid on the, um, Mar-a-Lago, which was outrageous. Um, and you look at, uh, the fact that the government now wants to tell you what kind of light bulb you can use in your house. Are you familiar with this, um, concept, either of you of smart thermostats? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So the government wants to now, regulate what you what the temperature in your bedroom and your living room and they they will take control in in a couple of states now the utilities which are basically government enterprises can set the thermostat in your house i mean these are outrageous uh by the way i'm a libertarian you know i want the government out of the boardroom in the bedroom and these kinds of things are just so pernicious and uh you know i look at our friend up Steve Bannon, you know, he has a, a trial in, in um, Washington, D.C. I mean, Larry, with a Washington, D.C. jury, do you mm. think Steve Bannon has a one in a hundred chance of being? Mm. <laughs> I mean, so even our justice system has been perverted. And those are the things I almost worry about more than, uh, you know, people like you and me, Larry, who have any association with Trump. We've got a big black, you know, bullseye mm. on our chest. Well, so to Liz's point, uh Biden can't buy his Corvette. Americans yeah. <laughs> won't be able to buy gas-powered cars. Right. We're not going to have any yeah, choice. Tell you what kind There's of car no you choice. Can buy. Well, yeah. that, and by the way, that's not nothing. This is one of the biggest investments, yeah. biggest purchases Americans exactly. make. Exactly. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is kind of an incredible thing, particularly as we are learning more and more unflattering things about EVs, about the right. extreme uh, environmental cost of the mining right. of the kinds of materials that go into them, the extreme environmental cost yes. of disposing of batteries. And yes. by the way, this new idea that if your battery goes kaflui in a few years, if you own an EV, it's like a $20,000 cost to replace it. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, Americans yeah. really are not uh, this actually, in my mind, the worst thing is that we're always being lied to about things. The government is right. telling you to buy an EV, but they're not really telling you the pros and cons. They're not telling you the pros and cons of renewable energy and how it really has to be backstopped. All of us enjoyed that film clip where someone's showing off an EV in Michigan, and they say, well, where's the energy coming from? And the woman, <laughs> woman overseeing it kind of cluelessly says, well, in the building. Like, like electricity <laughs> is created in the walls of a building. And, you know, finally there's a utility guy there and says, no, actually it's from coal. And there's silence. That's exactly right. I mean, well, really. You know, the what? one thing, though, is, Liz, that Americans – 
I think they've bit off a little bit more than they can chew here because one thing about America over the last century, we have a love affair with our cars. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, Larry, that mm-hmm. when, when the government starts telling people what kind of gar- car they can buy, uh-uh, that's, go- <laughs> that's crossing a line with millions of Americans. Yeah, well, I, it's taking away our choice. They're taking yeah. away our free choices everywhere yeah. And they want to take away steak. I mean, they won't be able to do this anytime soon, but there is a push to get people to stop eating meat and things like that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, because, because the, the, again, the, the climate thing is so – talk about insidious. It is in yeah. everything. Everything yeah. has to do with climate now. It, it, and honestly – it's pretty darn crazy when you realize that no matter what we do in the United States, no matter how we completely destroy right. our economy uh, in the pursuit of the holy grail of zero emissions, <laughs> it isn't going to matter because what's going on in China, in India, and other developing nations is going to so overwhelm any changes we might affect. And yet, yep. again, that's something that the government is not telling people because if they did, people would just say, oh, heck, give me my Mustang. You know, Bjorn Lomborg wrote about this. Very interesting, your point here. Uh, all these um, Green New Deal ideas have no, what, I don't know, the number was so infinitesimal. It was yeah. like four ten thousandths of <laughs> right. one degree Fahrenheit. Okay? And for that, uh, we're, we're going to spend trillions of dollars, raise taxes, overregulate, Take your car away. Take, I mean, really? It's like, yeah. really? Is that, have you looked around? I mean, maybe this is the one, I don't want to promote world government, but you do have to look at the world and the globe and what these other countries are doing, and they won't do that. And by the way, Steve Moore, th- this latest thing, um, you're talking about civil liberties. The Biden administration lies a lot. And I don't like to use the word lie with respect to a president, but the, I, unfortunately, it goes beyond cognitive dissonance, which was always my euphemism. They lie. I mean, they're sitting there the day a bad CPI comes out, and they're telling mm-hmm. us there's zero inflation, and they have James Taylor <laughs> strumming his guitar to prove it. And people are like scratching their head because grocery prices are soaring. I mean, isn't that totalitarian? Lying yeah, like it, that? That's what the sure. that's what Joe Stalin did. Right. They control the information flow. Uh, yeah. You know, I have to say because I know we're right on time. Uh, you know, you've worked for, uh, for a president, two presidents, and um, you know you have good weeks and you have bad weeks, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in the White House, mm-hmm. this was a really bad week for Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, one of his worst. I mean, that people were just shocked. I mean, I'm watching the, the, the celebration with James Taylor, uh, you know, strumming on his guitar, and they're, they're spiking the uh, football in the end zone. And the Dow Jones is falling by, like, 400 <laughs> points while he's speaking. I mean, I, it, was, it was almost surreal. Liz Peak and Steve Moore. <laughs> Love you both. Thanks very much. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend. <laughs> 